0: And Mitchell, and these are my stories. Up, back on the street. My time, took my Hi, folks. I'm so having a good day today. Let me be the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. If you're starting to diagnose diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I'll just be based on my experiences. I'm also down on the right to the intro and natural. They are found on josavant.com and 10mp3.com. Also, I'd today. I'd like to reveal all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think our disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities are not to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. Now, I also have a paid for the follow, following, or I should say a performance for the following. Because before this episode, we met Ben and Ethan Morgan from South Carolina. Ben was, in a, was a basketball coach, but now he's a special education teacher. His son, Ethan, is an amazing singer, and instead of me telling you about his voice, I'll show you his voice. So, Ethan, let's hear you sing, by and take her away. This way. Ethan, for that wonderful mo- performance, and I cannot wait to one day meet you in person, hopefully. But I also have a lot of people i like to thank. I'd first like to thank my previous guest, Forbes Riley, and C210 pitching the episode with Forbes Riley for more information. But what an amazing lady and who knows how to make money. Forbes, you are one cool millionaire. Also, Scott Carmichael needs to be recognized for taking his time to give me advice on how to revamp my studio. Thank you, Scott. I always appreciate your advice. And I thank Renee and Jeremy Jones for giving me the table as well. And that's why I'd like to tell us that there will be some massive changes to our YouTube YouTube channel. Feel free to always visit the channel. And while you're at it, check out some new videos like the one you heard earlier. Something else that has to do is we also change our sponsorship packages at our website, httpsform.jotform.com. There is something for everyone if you are interested. Also, we are growing too because through Ashley Sanchez's program, Dear God, Are We There Yet?, we have gained a volunteer, Noel Keller, who will help us revamp our website. That is not all because we are in the progress of gaining interns from Ivy Tech. A-R-A-R owes thanks to Ashley Gilstrap for setting that up. Also, if you are in Arizona, I highly recommend you check out The Eating of Inspiration. While I cannot speak there, I did make a video that will be seen. I am so thankful for Donya Davis Say for allowing me to show what I do. I hope everyone enjoys my video. And I need to go back further and thank my previous guest again, Judy Gould C208, opening the silly box with Judy Gold for more information, but she invited me to her panel, Can We Laugh At That? I had a blast and learned new information about what we can and cannot laugh at. We also want to thank Ryan Bruce for being our unofficial book agent. I'm excited to see how our book journey will be out there and out in the world. Another announcement I have is that on September 8th through 10th, we will be sponsoring Balloon Fest. I will have a booth, and feel free to come and see me, or if not, feel free to come to the event. It will be a blast with music and fun times. The next announcement I have is through the months of October and September. We will be helping with Perry and Renee Fowler on their opening day, and yet again on their special needs night. We are always excited to help them out. And we did it, folks. We went and presented our $1,000 check to Hands in Autism. I toured the facility with Melissa Sexton and Naomi B. Swansea. We even had WTHR 13 from Indianapolis cover our story. Thank you, Jalila Brooks and everyone who was involved. It was a great check presentation. The next part of the thank yous is I can officially say that Isabella Johnson, we will be working with, uh, with us by doing two podcasts a month on different topics. She, like me, is a rock star. Plus, thank you to those who attended in my mock speech, Priceless. It was a great practice run and a great story that everyone enjoyed hearing. And as of now, I can announce that I have two virtual speaking gigs. My first one is at the Virtual 1 in 44 Summit next month through Sarah Bradford and Maria Daniels. The other one is at the Virtual Heart to Heart Conference through Indiana Family to Family's own, Christine Hennessy. Thank you both for letting me share my story. I am so glad when people want to hear me out. Someone else even enjoyed A.R.A.R. We have hired Alexis McClure to be our social media moderator. She will do amazing. I also attended two speed networking events as well. I did a Zoco speed networking where the majority of businesses were in the U.K. Then I did an informative roundtable where I got to meet everyone there. I met some amazing people that day. And since the last episode, I was on lots of podcasts. I was on the Sunshine Steven podcast with Steven Rice, the Gonzo Wrestling podcast with Tony and Chris Gonzalez, the Vintage Cafe podcast with Virginia Jones. What If It Did Work podcast with Omar Medrano. The World of Autism Exceptional Shell podcast with Michelle Vinroke. And Speak Up podcast with Speak Up. What great podcast, everyone. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to hear about Wellspring Pain Solutions. So let's get to
1: it. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Glasgow from the Glass in the Afternoon radio program on News, Sports, Talk, 98.7. And AM 1370 and WGCLradio.com. And on behalf of Wellspring Pain Solutions, they're happy to partner with Sam Mitchell and the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. Wellspring Pain Solutions applauds Sam's mission statement to eliminate the stigma associated with autism. Here's what we want you to do check out the website wellspringpainsolutions.com you'll find out which of the four locations is closest to you you'll get a chance to meet their team of providers and all the services offered at wellspring when you're there now the fun really begins. You'll find the link to Sam's website where you'll find all his podcasts, background information on his guests, as well as all the merch in his merchandise store. You'll be amazed, you'll have fun, you'll enjoy it. All we ask you to do is take a listen and spread the word that autism rocks and rolls. All
0: right, folks, are back. I don't want you to meet I don't want you to be too nervous to meet these fine people. Today I'll be interviewing Daniel Pewter. Daniel Peter is a retired, undefeated MMA fighter. With a record of eight wins to zero losses, he is also a retired professional wrestler who won WWE's Million Dollar Tough Enough competition back in 2004. He is on my show because he was bullied throughout his life. As he said himself, I was the kid that would be picked last to join a team and was picked on and bullied daily by other kids in my class because I had a learning disorder. I couldn't read very well and had to go to a different RAM test. A lot of times I would beg my parents to let me stay home from school because the bullying was so bad. However, he has evolved from then because he is now an author, professional speaker, and entrepreneur because he is running a worldwide five hundred one c three nonprofit organization called MLNP, which stands for My Life and My Power, which is changing the lives of many. Let's welcome Mr. peter to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Daniel, how you doing, man? Amazing, Sam. How are you today? I'm wonderful, brother. Thanks for bringing me on, bro. This is awesome. All right, so my first thing I want to do is I want to talk to you about being a bully survivor. So, what does being like a bully survivor mean to you? I don't look at it as bullying. Uh, I did. When I was younger, I think that
2: a lot of hurt kids want to hurt other kids and it's not just kids, it's adults too. People have hurt or pain in their life and they want to take it out on other people. When I was a kid, I didn't understand that from me looking at this back in the day, they used to say bullies are bullies and they'll, you know, just whatever the framework around bullies was, but they didn't get to the root of where that bullying came from, where the hurt or the pain or the anger in somebody was then taken out so that they could create a self-love or self-fulfillment with picking on
0: somebody else and putting them down so they got built up bigger that's the sad part is they have to do that in order to feel built which there are the ways around being built you don't have to just poke the bear 24 7 to be built and torture someone else because you're feeling bad about yourself
2: but when in school like what school i mean like i own private schools now with my partners What school in America talks about the belief behind the anger or the emotion or the feeling? Like hardly anybody owns up and talks about where is that coming from? Where is the struggle? Because a lot of educational facilities, and I've been told this around the country from principals, from educators, from school board members is there's so much politics or there's So much going on with kids today that if they bring up that stuff, then they don't have enough support to do wraparound services. For instance, I was in Canada once and there was two students that when I was speaking, they ran out the back of the auditorium and they went to the counselor's office. And so it's very challenging today because I want to add a lot of value to humans helping themselves at the youngest age to understand themselves. And a lot of the time, it's not easy today with social media and with what they call peer pressure, negative peer pressure, right? But there's positive peer pressure too. So there's a lot of challenges we have with growing up, I think in general, and we could do much more than what we're doing
0: today. I agree with everything you said, but I think there's a flip side too, Daniel, is that It takes courage to admit that I'm bullying someone because I feel like crap. It does take a lot, a lot of courage, I I believe. There's more to that self-confidence wall. There's the other side that you're not seeing. For sure, I believe that it is harder
2: to be vulnerable than it is to be tough.
0: Now, I want to know what advice would you give to anyone who's being bullied right now?
2: So, first of all, if somebody is attempting to hurt you mentally, emotionally, think about what you believe and think about how bad potentially that person's life is in this world. If that person's life is so bad that they have to get up in the morning and try to make you feel bad, there's a lot worse things going on. Second one is if it ever gets physical, you know, obviously people say don't rat people out, don't tell. There's a difference between snitching or ratting or whatever telling on. I'm this way at this point. If somebody somewhere is causing your life to be bad because they're taking their stuff out and trying to smash you, that's not about ratting. Ratting or telling on somebody is doing the deed, that negative thing, and then going and telling on your person that you did it with. But if you're looking to protect yourself, your friends, your family, your community, stand up for yourself. And it doesn't mean stand up to hurt somebody else. There's no value from my standpoint I just went through this in a situation and it wasn't even bullying per se. It was just on contracts and in business. And I told the guy, I go, I do not want to push this into a lawsuit or sue you or anything else. I just want to get out of the deal and I want to get out of the deal without a lot of negative stuff. Because like even in business, when people grow up, then it just causes, how many hours will it take me? How much money will it take me to take somebody to court or to make it right as I would say, And yeah, will they, per the contract, will they have to pay for it? Sure. But then can I even collect? So it's just when we're kids and we're in the same environment, same school or same neighborhood, that's one thing. When we're in the adult world, the same things happen, but it's just how do you deal with it mentally and emotionally yourself? And then what's right? Like I always go to the best of my ability is how do I take care of people? Because I have a reputation I want to build of how I take care of people.
0: Yeah, that's my reputation too, is I'm trying to do something good that I didn't have the opportunity to do five years ago. Yeah, I mean, you've done a couple hundred podcasts. Like
2: how many students, how many young adults will do a couple hundred podcasts? It's incredible, right? How many people do you know your age that have done a couple hundred podcasts? Not as much as I have, but I know one, but. (laughs) So one, so one person, right? Like it's crazy. I haven't even done 200. I don't think my brother has done 200. Maybe he has. I'll look up his podcast. But at the end of the day, it's really interesting. Like You're driven. You're focused. You know what you want, and
0: you go get it. It is crazy that some don't join me some days. But your your tits on that struck me is you were talking about earlier about defending yourself and standing up. Now, there's this obviously this big disagreement that. Oh, if he stands up for himself and the student gets suspended, some parents are like, well, he shouldn't have been suspended. But then others are like, he probably should have. They both like had faults. That's like parents' point of views. What's your standpoint on that?
2: Well, I think that there's two ways to support a young adult or a child in their growing and learning. One is disciplining them. And the other one, which I like and I prefer better, is helping them create discipline within them. And my son is 20 months old. And he doesn't understand this necessarily, right? So military can discipline you. So if you don't have discipline, you join the military. If you want to stay, you will create discipline. They will discipline you to the point that you create your own discipline. So people can take it the easy way or the hard way. Life will either discipline you in different ways or force you to be disciplined. Like, for instance, you go out and drink and drive. You do it long enough, you're probably going to get a DUI you will be disciplined by the law. But if you're disciplined yourself and you do things right, you most likely will have less issues long-term. And I've been explaining this to my son. It's, It's one of the biggest things I think as a foundational piece for kids today. And my son's 20 months, so he really doesn't get it, right? But if I say it over a period of time when his subconscious is growing, when he hears it over and over and over, I'm guessing he will discipline himself more and more so that he can... And I'm not talking like, he doesn't do anything crazy, right? But he's a 20 month old, like he's exploring. But I want him to start creating a framework in his life so he creates his own discipline and he knows how to change that when he wants to to get the result he wants in life.
0: So the way I understand it, so you believe in The walking way method than the fist to face method, I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah. I mean, principles of schools, right?
2: Like we own schools. We have kids that do what you're talking about, the bully. We've had some fights. We've had some different things. And my thing is this, most schools will expel a kid, get into a fight, bring something, a weapon to a school. We've had some situations where we should have just expelled the kid. But what we do is we say, you get to work from home. Like there's something going on in your life. And Can we support you with other things? Like this year, we're bringing in mental health piece. We're bringing in a physical health piece. We've had counselors and therapists and different groups come in and work with different kids that needed it. At the end of the day, people, like if you break a leg, you're probably going to go to the ER room, like as soon as possible, right? But if somebody says something or does something where you're emotionally, you take that emotion in and you're hurt, most likely I'm guessing you're not going to go to the therapist or psychiatrist right away. So I look at this and I'm like, how do we support our youth today or younger people to be able to keep the same value they would for their leg, for their head? But we have a stigma that's like military, law enforcement. They don't want to go to therapy because it's a weak mindset, but it's not.
0: So how do we get people a different mindset where they can be brave, there are people who need therapy and some using it helps, but again, I think on the flip side, though, there's some who have tried it before and it didn't work for me. I mean, I did it. I'll say on my head, I'll admit it, I had therapy, but it sadly didn't work for me. I did try it, though. I 100% tried. I went to every meeting with my counselor. I just felt like it was like a nagging session. It's like, okay, I already know this and I'm glad you care not to say what's going on, but at the same time, you need to show me what I'm doing wrong, not tell me what I'm doing wrong. If that makes any sense. Sure. And I think that I'll give
2: you this. I've been to therapy sessions. I've been to counseling. I've had coaches. I've done a lot. And I look at the difference between a therapist and a coach or a psychiatrist and a coach in different ways. One is for the past and one is for the future. So to get through to the future, sometimes you get to go through some of your challenges in your past. And so I look at From my experience, my brother's psychiatrist and an outside person, a lot of the time can help you have breakthroughs. You can either pay somebody to do one-on-one group, or you can pay somebody to not talk about your past, but just focus on your future. One thing that I've found is when you create more value in your life and every night at the table that we have dinner as a family at the table, which has been the last few nights in a row. we always talk about one of our blessings. And it's big, I think, because people thinking about their blessings, thinking about what life's about and focusing on what we have versus what we don't adds a lot more value on just our mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual, whatever beliefs or mindset, because we're focused on something that's positive and adds value to our life versus somebody that's like sucking us in to say, you don't have this, you don't have this. Then Like, what's life about, right? Like, life to me is not about what I don't have. Life is about adding value to others, my purpose, my vision, what I want to create, and I enjoy the whole
0: process. Right. And my question to you is, kind of what you said kind of hit something. The last episode, Forbes Riley, who was an infomercial lady, has over $100 million because of the infomercials, and C210 for the listeners pitching the episode with Forbes Riley, but she says, and I agree, there's too much people letting their past control their future. So would you agree with that statement and why? So it's kind of like what I just said, let get to the future. Sometimes you have to go through the past
2: and science shows that our subconscious has grown from zero to let's say five or seven years old. There's different studies. So if you have a supercomputer basically running your mindset, but you don't know how to change that supercomputer Because at zero or two or three or four or five, there was hurt and anger and pain and frustration or you got hit or whatever those things were when you were younger. A lot of that stuff builds your supercomputer, your subconscious that then is created your thought patterns, your mindset, your beliefs, and then create your emotions. But I find that there's two different ways I've found uh, to get through some of the challenges in the past. One is to be blessed for what you have because you're who you are today. And the other one is a forgiveness model.
0: And just thinking out loud, we've all of us have been bullied in my life. Have you been bullied? I've been bullied, and my editor has been bullied, but she has a subconsciousness of weights. Do you want to talk about that? Let's talk about it. Yeah.
3: Uh, Sometimes he lets me come in and sometimes he doesn't. So it's nice to meet you. Thank you for being here today. Really appreciate it. When the subject of bullying comes up, Sam sometimes brings me in, but I'm a teacher. I'm an educator here in Indiana. So I I want to show
0: your subconsciousness because your weight is what you're very subconscious about. It's because you've been called like (laughs) a pig before. Yeah,
3: I've uh, struggled with my weight a lot, but I guess the first part though, is I am a teacher of eighth graders. And so I see a lot of... Kindness sometimes. But when I was in school, I've always struggled with my weight. I once lost about 80 pounds, which kept it off for the most part, kind of put some back on. But when I was in middle school, high school, really until I was about 30 years old, I was pretty overweight and the kids were horrible. They were terrible. They tripped her. Yeah. They tripped me. I would be running in PE and they would be making like pig noises behind me. And it was pretty relentless. It was really horrible. And I always say though, it took me until I was probably 35, 36 years old. It took me a long time to realize that it really wasn't my issue. They were the ones that had the issue. And I was, you know, collateral damage unfortunately. So it's really damaging. I've had eating disorders. I've had a lot of body image issues, self-consciousness and things. And Sam kind of experienced some of that too, but it took me a long time to realize this has nothing to do with me. They're really, really insecure about themselves. And like, this is how it's coming out. And unfortunately I'm in their way. It can be bad.
2: I mean, there's a lot of hurt and pain out there and people aren't taught how to see that hurt and pain and take accountability for
3: it. And as a teacher, I try really, really hard, especially boys and girls definitely have body image issues, but it seems a lot more more prevalent 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 with with girls girls and, you know. With what they're seeing in magazines and trying to look like these people that don't even look like themselves (laughs) so it's a tough thing to teach sometimes
2: so i always go to with that kind of thing i go down to what's a belief are you okay with believing that you're not enough or are you okay with believing that you're special like, what is the actual belief in the head? Because the head sends
0: it to everything else. It took me 16 years to get that. Because personally, I thought something's wrong with me. Why am I unfriendable? What the heck have I done to people? Yeah, and you know what? I even go
2: to the point is I look at that they're right for who they are. And it te- what is it supposed to teach me? Like, I go to the compassion side now is like, if somebody's angry and they're pissed off and they're it out of me okay, so number one, can I add value or help this person? And sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. And sometimes it's good to just let people go because I don't want to go through life wronging people or saying people are bad. That's just how they are. So do I want to be in their life? Do I get to be in their life? That's why I think like school choice, for instance, like with what we're doing in Florida, West Virginia, we'll be doing in a few other states is amazing because I can pick teachers like you, Gina, to come and work with us that have had challenges and stories to add value to our kids' lives, because when they see that and they're going through that, it adds more value to us. If I hire teachers and staff that have never had challenges before, or never been in situations or never lived in the hood or never whatever it is, how are they supposed to relate and connect? First foster care kid I ever mentored as a guardian light I looked at him and I go, I've never been a foster care kid. I have two loving parents and I have no clue what it is to be without parents. But I'll tell you this, I have resources and a perspective that you don't have. And I can add value to your life if you want that. If you don't, just let me know. And today, the kid is successful. He's growing up. He's went through major challenges for about three years because he continued to choose those. Now he's got a full-time job. One of my mentors actually hired him full-time. He's got a house. I mean, it's great. Like, he's changed his life, but he had to choose that for himself. I got to ask
0: you a question about that. About that kid who grew up and went successful. You say he went through a rough patch for three years. Has he ever expressed to you what made him change or... Make him go the good route, I guess.
2: He's a very intellectually smart kid, but he was raised where his value system was different than what it is today. So his beliefs and his values were about being the cool kid with the guns or the drugs or whatever that is. That's where he was raised. He didn't know a different system. I mean, think about this. You stick a baby with a wolf pack, right, when he's young he's probably going to grow up to think he's a freaking wolf, like conceptually, or you stick somebody in Johannesburg, South Africa, which is one of the most violent places in the world or Chicago versus where I grew up in Cupertino, California, which is like Mary Poppins town, right? I had no clue what a gang was like conceptually, like compared to what you see in the media in different areas. So it's just, when he, he took a part of my value system and he took a part of a few other mentors that I put him around. And today he values his life more because he goes, wow, I can tell a story. Like he has a big bullseye tattoo right here. And I go, don't get rid of it. He's like, why not? People are telling me I should get rid of it. I go, my opinion, don't get rid of it, but that's you. Don't be what other people want. You have your past. It's a story. Tell your story to the best of your ability and be you. If you want to get rid of it at some point, that's part of your story. But don't do what other people
0: want. Like take advice and then put your own ration behind it. I keep thinking about that. Can I just like that story so much? But I guess I want to go back to that one more time is what value did he take from you? Was it respect? Was it showing caring? I mean, what was that value? So I think number one is he started to love himself, which is really difficult for a lot of people because
2: nobody ever talks or teaches somebody about how to love themselves ever. Like wherever have you ever like spent time to really learn it and who's taught it. And when he started to self-internalize, be like, wow, why do I love myself? What do I bring to this world? What's my purpose? And starting to dive into that. Then sure, respect came as an offset, I think. Commitment, follow through passion. He had a lot of those skill sets, but he just turned it into something that would create a new vision and trajectory for his life.
0: And that's awesome. I'm glad he was able right. to do that. do that. Now, now I, also I also have learned that you have a learning disorder, dyslexia, and this, this is just my question, and this is from a movie I saw. It's called Night School, and on that movie, Teddy, who is played by Kevin Hart, has dyslexia and dyscalculia, and what happened was words flew, according to him. So my question is: since you're dyslexic, does the same thing happen when you read? Does words fly? You're like, nah, nah, nah. so I got a crazy one for you.
2: So multiple people have said multiple things. People said dyslexia. Somebody told me that once. So I'm like, okay. But I took a test about two years ago, and it actually came back where I had three notches in this uh, electronic test of autism like never heard that ever before i'm sitting there and i'm like really now this guy also told me because i held these electrode things this new technology and he goes you also have two problems with two teeth i'm like come on man seriously like you're gonna tell me i have two teeth problems like he told me every issue there was like there's a whole thing i go back to my dentist i make an appointment see my dentist like in the, the next month after this i was in washington dc flew back to florida I have two small cavities. I'm like, hold on a second. I got two small cavities. I got three points of autism. Like, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I was never tested for when I was younger of different things. No clue, right? So I'm very highly focused, very highly driven. Words don't make sense to me sometimes. Reading them, like I'm reading 60 page contracts with my legal team or my realtor or whatever. Like we have huge contracts, a lot that we read. My biggest challenge besides myself is reading lots of content super challenging. So I don't know what it is. I've heard multiple things to me. I focus on what I get to do with my life and
0: I get it done. And me too. I actually, I like English, but with reading, I can't read things that are like smushed, like single space. Like there's like, whoa, um, can yeah. you like put this double space so I can have some spaces? <laughs> Cause there, it's too smashed together. It's like, okay, here. Oh shoot. Lost it. Oh wait. No. Yep. I know That's- it's challenging, right? It is. Sometimes with the books, I'm like, well, I'm done. Cause I'm like, well, I just lost my spot. Yep. I, it takes me sometimes
2: two or three times to read something. I mean, it is what it is, but what I've figured out is put myself around people that are better at what I'm not good at and then be able to build them onto my team. And so whether my partners or staff that works with me, I want to be able to find the best people for what we do. And they help me run our company. I think that's with everything. A lot of people don't understand when I was a kid, the average school system, my school system said, You have to be good at this, you have to get, you know, get an A on this, get an A on this. I'm like, okay, like I'm trying, I'm working on it, I'm pushing, I'm doing it, but I'm getting like C's and D's, right?
0: Yeah, that's the hard part is they're not seeing that these kids who get C's are really the stars. They can be. Some kids that I see get C's and D's, they fail out and they never do anything
2: with their life because they're disappointed uh, mentally, emotionally about that they didn't live up to somebody else's dream of them getting A's, right? And my dad was proud. Like, he was always backing me, and my parents both were very, very understanding and supportive. So I look at how do I, with our schools, I don't care if somebody gets an A or B. If you want to be a doctor you are pro- or a lawyer, you're probably going to have to learn how to read a lot and memorize and know information. But if you're going to be an auto mechanic, you're not going to have to know as much as a doctor or an MD. You're not going to have to know as much. So like learn it hands-on. Be a kinesthetic learner if that's who you are. Understand your learning styles and understand your processes and how to learn how to learn. Third one I always say is understand how to network. Open up doors. Like exactly what you're doing, Sam, with this show. You've met a couple hundred people already. You've interviewed them. I guarantee you, if you call them back up in a couple of years and say, hey, you want to be on another show? Or, hey, you know what? I'm going to be in South Florida, Dan. You want to go to lunch or whatever that is? Of course, it's
0: building relationships when you're young and creating something special. You're not kidding. I feel like that would not happen these days. But I also now <laughs> talk about your MMA fighting career. So you're uh-huh. uh, undefeated 8-0. and So what about the MMA field did you like?
2: Wow. I liked winning. <laughs> I liked winning. I enjoyed the training to some extent. I like the challenges and struggles. It built me. Like it literally built me to be a warrior in what I do so that I can get through difficult problems and challenges.
0: Okay, well, can you list me some of the challenges and struggles? Of when I was a fighter or what today? A fighter.
2: Okay, I can give you a good one today too. So when I was a fighter, sure. Getting punched in the head every day. Getting paid only when you have a fight. So for three months, you don't get paid until you actually have a fight and win the fight. Doing marketing and branding, getting the right school to train you. I was at American Kickbox Academy, one of the best in the world. But at the end of the day, I was blessed. I found a really good academy. And at one point, my management told me they wouldn't back me on a contract. And I left them because they would rather back the fight company than back me. Right. And stuff like that happens, man. But you can go make a new path. I think that those struggles and challenges where I fell in my face, I think that our memory or our past helps us to define what we're going to do in the present
0: and in the future to not make the same challenges or mistakes. Now, before we move on to the last thing, I want to briefly talk about your TED Talk. So my question is, when you do TED Talks or you go to schools to speak, what's the message you want your students or your audience to leave with from one speaker to another? I'd say there's three main ones. One, learn how to learn. Very simple, but can
2: be very difficult. Learning how you learn emotionally. Uh, psychologically, physically, mentally, how you learn in school, how you learn with relationships, whatever that is, how you like learn how to learn. Second one is build relationships, build relationships to the point that you vet out the people that don't add value or that you can't add value to the people with your same beliefs, vet them out of your life. And so you can get really clear on the people that you want to spend time with present and in the future. And the other one is be very purpose and vision driven. If most people in their life, for instance, I saw a lot of pro athletes, they would go drink and party and do dumb stuff. It was not vision purpose driven. Like their vision was to become and stay a pro athlete, become and or stay a pro athlete. And they would go out and become a pro athlete, but then- Poison themselves on the weekend with alcohol or drugs or whatever else that would get them off track. So I always challenge people to live their dreams, like definitely in America. I mean, other countries you have a lot of value too, but in America, why do you think so many people move here from so many other countries is because in America versus other countries, you can build something that you can't in third world countries It is very difficult. There's not the resources. They're not the funding that we have in our schools, air conditioning and brand new laptops. And in some countries like my project in Burundi a few years back, we had a tree and kids without shoes and a chalkboard like. What's the opportunity there? Or when I was in India a couple of years in St. Kissa, kids are making, adults are making $2 a day, U.S. $2. My coffee in the morning, my kombucha costs, my water costs the same as what they make in a whole day. So I look at it as like the blessings we have in America to not only build what we have here, but also then give more or do more internationally is a big responsibility for people.
0: Right. And since we're partially a helping country, we might as well live up to it. Well, we've been at war 97% of America's history. Fair enough. I'll give you that. But so we have, a, a little, we have our, there's a like 3% that there's America living, like there's <laughs> part of like the good old American people who are trying to do something with their life. I agree. I mean, we have a lot of challenges
2: internally, which I think we need to fix in policy over the next 10 or 20 years. And I get to build schools and work with politicians to change policy, to add value to our future youth. It's amazing. I like to have a lot of fun and make the world a better place.
0: Now, these are just for fun before we wrap her up. So my first one to you is what is your paradise meal or favorite food and why is it your favorite? Ooh,
2: I love sushi. I had some lobster sushi a couple of days ago. Super delicious.
0: Absolutely love it. Amazing. Cool. what about the sushi do you like? Do you like it like the texture? Do you like the fact mm. that it's got a certain ingredient you love in there or what about it? I like the taste. I
2: like the texture. I like the lobster one was a little bit warmer. I like the rainbow roll. Like, I, I mean, I, I I like the soy sauce. I like the rice. I like the way they put it together. It was like all around the whole thing was awesome. What is your
0: favorite, is your favorite movie favorite or TV movie? show? And why do you like it so much? So
2: movie or TV show. So I just watched a TV show. I'm going to pull it up here. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called uh still water no no no. that wasn't it was it it yeah i think it was um nope it was not i give it back uh give me a second here i'm gonna tell you which one it just came out it's called the terminal list chris pratt oh i know what
0: you're talking about yeah i've seen that
2: advertised first season i would say right now because this is it's just interesting to see but very insightful a lot of challenges in our military and i've worked with different people we work with the military now for recruiting and They have a lot of challenges with recruiting, and and so we we add a lot of value to a lot of kids that don't have an educational high school degree, so that we can get them high school diploma and get them out of high school, so they can join the military and live their dream.
0: That's awesome. I mean, some do want to join the military, but then do you do others who don't want to be in the military? Is that just for the military? No, I mean military sends us some kids that want to join, but they don't have the right high
2: school level of accreditation or high school diploma. They might have a GD and need a high school diploma for what they're doing. So we help them get that courses done and get the testing, get the training and everything else so
0: they can go on to the military, live their dream. Now, what is your favorite vacation that you ever taken? And why did you enjoy that vacation very much? Wow. So I haven't done that many vacations, but what I have done
2: is I've done a lot of travel. So I would say once I went to, I'd say, let me give you my top three. One of them was to, I would say the ABC islands. So Aruba, Curacao, absolutely gorgeous. Really freaking beautiful. Um, I would say Costa Rica, when I fought down there for Bodog, absolutely amazing, loved it. And then I'd say I've gone to so many places with my wife and son. We have gotten to travel around the country, East coast to West coast. And I would say it's not the place it's the people. So I'd say there's a couple of really awesome places, but being able to travel with my wife and my son and have a lot of fun, it's been really amazing. Washington, D.C. to California, to Oregon, to the Dunes, to North Carolina and Georgia and South Carolina and on the boat and all over, we get to have a lot of fun and not indiana no i'm kidding (laughs) we haven't gone to indiana yet together i've been
0: to indiana i absolutely love indiana and kentucky area it's just gorgeous but no we haven't gone there together yet oh me too man i love living in the midwestern in the summertime perfect yeah (laughs) little little hot in the in the summer i think right a little cold in the winter you get all four seasons right it's amazing we do get experience that Are there any great memories that you want to tell us about before we go? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most? Now, before you answer, I like to end this with a good memory and a funny memory that made you fall on the floor. And it's your call. how You want to answer it? So good memory. The day I proposed to my wife, I got her so good. She had no clue it was
2: coming. And I had the photographer there and like eight of my friends videotaping. She had no clue. So that that was a good one. The funniest one was when I lost everything when I was 26 years old and I was at my lawyer slash one of my best friend's offices. And we fell, both of us, like my grandma was in the hospital sick, my, like just everything, right? My dad's like, company's not doing well. Like, everything. And we started laughing so hard that we both fell out of our chairs. And I would say that that's the biggest, like gut laughter, funniest thing that, I mean, it was funny, but it was sad, but you know, I worked through it. So
0: it yeah, was you, you're just like, gosh, going down the fence. That's all you can do. It's like, really? You might as well. That's what my Imagine. mom and I do when we don't understand math because we don't get it at that point. We're just like, gosh, there's probably someone out here who knows hundred percent of this stuff that we don't. And it's so simple.
2: Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. It's good though.
0: It's good. Laughter is the best medicine, man. That's all. That's what I believe. Yep. I'm with you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, This has been amazing.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Before you go though, is there anything you'd like to promote or any closing remarks?
2: If anybody's ever out, you know, I mean, I'd love to have you come speak at one of my schools sometime. That would be amazing. I am a
0: motivational speaker, so. We can always <laughs> talk about that.
2: It'd be awesome. And yeah, I think that, you know, if anybody wants to check out what we're doing, check out My Life by Power my nonprofit or
0: DanielPeter.com and see what we're up to. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you again. It's been great. Uh, a lot of people like this and have a great day and enjoy the weather. You too, bro. Have an amazing day. to Say thank you to your mother again.
2: change for once in my
0: life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.